humans are just a bunch of chemical reactions. There's different types of intelligence. There's musically intelligent, there's emotionally intelligent, there's, let's say, intellectually intelligent. Sometimes it's people thinking that their version of intelligence or their capabilities are the only ones that matter. So that eventually kind of robots will do anything and we're going to just be kind of working with robots. You're just going to be plugged into this VR system and it's just going to be injecting dopamine into you. The simulation is my re whole reality and I only exist within that sim simulation and everything I experience, including love, joy, sadness. I actually think the matrix is more accurate than people think. Maybe where we go is like you can choose your matrix. Hey, Brad. So. Amen. Welcome to the first edition of Chris and ba Brad talk about AI off the cuff. So the other day, my, well, this week, rather, I've been in like a back and forth with my younger brother, who's, he's an engineer, and he's what I would call an AI skeptic. He basically has all these arguments about how things like LLMs like GPT are, are basically just sophisticated pattern recognition and the whole thing is like a parlor trick and we're all kind of being fooled into believing that this thing is more sophisticated than it really is and you know i've read arguments on both sides one saying this is kind of like a reductionist approach and another saying that this is kind of ignoring this unexplainable emergent behavior and you're an expert more so than most on this stuff. And so I'm just curious, like, what do you think about that? Yeah, interesting question. So I would like to approach it in two different ways. I'll, I'll take one route. This reminds me of, it's an analogy to someone saying, okay, humans are just a bunch of chemical reactions, or we're all just in the end, fundamental particle interactions, or maybe we're just all strings interacting. While that's true, I think the fault is we're just that, right? Because it's a factual claim. But I think actually poetry is probably more accurate in describing the subjective nature of what it's like to be human. Like, yeah, we're just chemical reactions, but we also have love and love, whether it's real or not, whatever real means, it feels real to me. And the only thing I can say for sure in life, like, I don't know if I'm just a brain in a vat that's, or I'm in some sophisticated matrix simulation. I can't say I am for sure or not, but what I can say for sure is that I experience things. I experience love. I experience happiness, sadness, excitement, all these things. And so you could represent that, like, your sophisticated pattern recognition or your just neural firings in your brain. Or It is true that we are that, but it's not true that we're just that. And I, I feel that right. that misses the point. And then I think the other way, more of kind of a sociological observation is I see this come up a lot when new innovations come out. So before Deep Blue beat Gary Kasparov, I think in 1985 or so, in chess, it was kind of the epitome of human intellect. Chess people were the smartest people or deemed to be the smartest people. And then it, it beat Gary Kasparov and it's like, oh, well, chess is just uh, like, I don't know, just a game that not, it's not real intelligence. And like, yeah, but they can't beat Go or they can't be. Yeah, then let's Go move back. the goalpost. Yeah, and it just, okay, so it's a changing goalpost. And the way I think about intelligence is a, is a more pragmatic. I don't think you could say, Brad, is this person intelligent? I don't know, because there's different types of intelligence. There's musically intelligent. There's emotionally intelligent. There's, let's say, intellectually intelligent. And so I think the same is true with AI. So if you say, is this AI intelligent? Is it sentient? Is it conscious? I think that's an ill-defined question. I think you have to do it more scientifically and you have to form a hypothesis about 
its capabilities of what it can do. Like, could this craft, could it get a perfect score on the SAT or could it pass the bar exam or can it navigate this maze or whatever? There should be some assumption of its capabilities. And so I like to think of intelligence as potential intelligence. So let's say you had a human baby, but it was raised by wolves. Like I think this happened at some point and it couldn't speak, it couldn't do it. So that baby raised by wolf had a high potential intelligence because it's complexity of neural connections, but it's realized intelligence was very low. And so then you have to decompose these. And, and I think the only thing that matters is the realized intelligence in the end. And the two ideas are kind of married because if you're going from, can it do everything I can do? You're, you're moving the goalposts as far ahead as you possibly can. Like somebody came and said, hey, this is better than what was there before, three right. months ago or a year ago. And you're saying, okay, can it do my job, you know, from start to finish? You're moving the goalposts to the very end. And, and that's kind of like crazy. And you're not evaluating it on any tangible criteria that you wouldn't really apply to a human, right? I, I think about where does like arrogance come from? Sometimes it's people thinking that their version of intelligence or their capabilities are the only ones that matter. So everything that they do can do is amazing. And, and if anybody can't do it, they're an idiot. And it's like, well, you're not really looking at like a valid list of criteria. Exactly. And I think they're overloading the operator, the term intelligence. And I think another thing, like what triggered in my brain, and then I'll get back to the rest of the definition of intelligence. When you said that is I see, especially because I, I studied physics and I, it makes you humble because let's say you want to be the best philosopher. Well, you kind of just need to be the smartest and you can come up with the best argument. Whereas to be a great physicist, you have to be the smartest, but you also have to be correct, which is really yeah. hard. And so it really humbles you. And I see this progression of like, we used to think we we're in like the physical center of the universe. And then obviously Galileo disproved that. And then we used to be the, let's say, dominant form of life. We're used to being that dominant form of life on the planet. Like we've been the top dogs for a few hundred thousand years. And then I think what happened was we used to be the main builders. And then we then we realized that we built machines, levers, all these things. And so our, our muscles weren't the main drivers of work, but we are still kind of the main creators. We developed bicycles and then computers made bicycles for the mind, as Steve Jobs called it. And so I feel, I think everybody's bought into that. Eventually, kind of robots will do anything and we're going to just be kind of working with robots. But I don't think we've realized is that we're going to lose the ability to even understand what's going on. Okay, we're fine kind of not using our muscles. Eventually, we probably won't be using our brain. But I don't think people are fine with not even understanding what's going away. And yeah, it's, it's a letting go that's exactly. somewhat unsettling, right? Also, what that triggers in my mind is just kind of the teaching of like Buddhism. It's like, eventually you just have to be one with nature. And then I'm like, okay, if we keep going forward and forward and we integrate with machines, like what's the point? It's just like, it seems like at some point you're just going to be plugged into this VR system and it's just going to be injecting dopamine into you. And then you're like, what's the, and then it's just like, okay, I guess the ultimate point is just to be one with nature or something. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's a tie back to like the matrix idea. It's sort of this, the way I've thought about that is, you know, the singularity or like, are you living in a simulation? Is that a question that matters if it's true? Because if, the simulation is my re whole reality and I only exist within that sim simulation and everything I experience, including love, joy, sadness, elation, all of these things, they all exist within it. So, okay, I, I, I am in a simulation and it's, it's pretty great or, or what, do I hate it now because it's not real and what would be different if it weren't a simulation? Like that's kind of where I go with it. Yeah, it's a good point. And I guess they were playing with those themes in the matrix, right? Is this, 
it's steak real. I don't know. I don't care. It's so good. And I actually think the matrix is more accurate than people think, but for the wrong reasons. I mean, obviously I don't know, but I, I don't think it's going to be some like evil robot overlords make us batteries. I think it'll happen more organically in that like right now we're talking digitally. If we never met, maybe I, maybe you're just a very sophisticated AI. And a lot of my life is very digital. I consume a lot of information online and I can see that progressing, especially when VR comes out. It's going to get more and more digital. We're going to be more plugged into this kind of matrix-like thing. And eventually it's just going to be like dopamine plugged into you. And, and I think we'll enter the matrix that way rather than this kind of you're a prisoner. And what made me think when you said, I love this place, maybe what's missing is your choice as to what matrix you're in. Because I can imagine some people who are suffering in this world really yeah. like this matrix. But obviously, if the matrix was like I had to fly around in the Nebuchadnezzar and eat this shitty food, I would probably stay where I'm at. But let's say I was suffering all the time. Maybe where we go is like you can choose your matrix. My matrix is I can like fly around everywhere and I don't know, whatever. You can switch your matrix every day. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly counter arguments to this, or you could paint it in a way where doing is glorifying. Some people might consider a dystopia, but at the same time, it isn't as binary as there's an evil actor and they're forcing you into this situation that's a facade, right? It's kind of like, well, there's probably some middle ground where we are in a lot of ways choosing to interact in these digital mediums anyway. And they're not always great. Like there's valid criticisms of like social media or even there's some people who could criticize the efficiency or effectiveness of remote work, but there's also like a ton of benefits to all of it too. And there's like a reason why people continue doing it and engaging with it despite all of the, the things that you can point out about it that are bad. So that's true. I guess back to the original point. So I think it's very inaccurate to say it's just pattern recognition. Like, is it pattern? Is it just pattern recognition? Yes. Is it awesome and can do many things? Yes. Like, are we just chemical reactions? Yes. Do we experience love? Yes. <laughs> I think what everyone's saying is factually true but it's missing the point like similar to the parable of the six blind men touching the elephant one one guy thinks it's a, a snake because he's touching the trunk the other guy thinks it's a tree because he's touching the leg and so i i think it's while it's true that an elephant has a trunk it's true but missing the truth if that makes sense and so i think it's you can't just say it uncontextualized or unconditioned and so you have to say okay i have a hypothesis that this thing can do this for me and everybody's different so Maybe it's more valuable that for you, it can help writing amazing content. For me, it can do some strategy thing. I, I don't know. And then you need, to, so you have a goal and then you have to perturb it from its goal and see how well it is, how well it can achieve its goal despite many perturbations and changes. And, and to me, that's what intelligence is. And I think instead of saying this is just pattern recognition or, or this is just whatever you say, okay, this is what I think it could do. And then I'm going to try to perturb it. And to the degree it can achieve this goal and to the degree I can perturb it and still achieve the goal. That's how intelligent I will say it is. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. What can it do for you instead of can it do everything for everyone? Exactly. Maybe, maybe we end on that. Cool. That was a nice question. Nice chat. Always enjoy chatting with you, Chris. You too, Brad. Bye. Cheers.